Hi everyone, I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Thanks for tuning in to my episode featuring Audrey Anderson. We talk about our experience studying abroad, her life as an actor in Chicago, and much more. Welcome to Beaming. today because I am talking to one of my very best friends and she's holding up her roommate's cute little dog, which really is making me so happy. Um, We are talking to Audrey Anderson today. She is an actor who I met when we studied abroad in Ireland and we will talk all about that experience, trust me, because it's all we can talk about really, but (laughs) welcome to Beaming, Audrey. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited to talk about how we met and all of that jazz, but first I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about where you come from growing up and how you became an actor. I know it sounds like an easy question, but obviously oh my God. it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. Um, let's see. My name is Audrey Anderson. I am originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. That is where I grew up. Currently, I'm in Chicago, Illinois. How did I become an actor? Oh, Scott. Um, well, I I kind of think I was doomed from the start. My my mom um, is a dancer. My dad is a musician, and so it's they didn't push me at all. I think probably they both wanted me not to go into the arts because it's really hard. But it was just, it's just normal. You know what I mean? Like being an actor wasn't out there or it wasn't like a big leap for them to, you know, to support. They would obviously have supported me and whatever, but I didn't really commit to it, to to the idea of wanting to be an actor until I was like a junior in high school. So I kind of did everything, which sounds annoying, but I like, I played, my mom was an athlete. And so I played sports year round and they also didn't push me into being a musician even though my dad you know there was there were instruments in the house so I they waited for me to say like I want to take piano lessons now so then I was taking piano lessons and when I was like seven I thought ballet was really boring and I didn't like having to like put my hair in a bun and get yelled at in like this is not for me but we went to see a theater show that my mom's one of her best friend's husband's company was doing and they were doing it in partnership with this circus studio called Zelias in Minneapolis. And that show is when I fell in love with theater and with circus. And so immediately after that show, I was like, mom, I'm going to do that. Whatever that was, I want to do that. So we signed up for circus classes and I dropped ballet really fast. So that's kind of when it started. And then I would do one play a year. Essentially, I grew up in a really great neighborhood called Prospect Park in Minneapolis. And it's like super small and tight knit. I knew everyone in the neighborhood kind of type situation. And there was a really small elementary school. And a kid in my class, his older sister, when she was 16, decided to come to the elementary school 
and direct second through fifth graders in Shakespeare. Oh my gosh. A, a production, a full production. I mean, obviously cut down, but she was crazy, crazy. And she'll say it to this day. She was like, I oh don't know God. why or how I did that, but we did a Midsummer Night's Dream. I was in second grade. I played Titania. Wow. I had a broken arm at the time, so I had a blue cast to match my skirt. And so we did Shakespeare, which I look back and I'm just, like, I would love to see it. I Someone has to have a video of it somewhere. And it's probably just so hilarious. But, you know, like, we learned Stanchion and we learned, like, yeah. it, it, it's mind-boggling what she did. And then she continued to do it every year. Wow. Um, so then once she went to college, she made it a summer program. She called it Youth Shakespeare Company. And so it would be like a three week long, you know, it was what I looked forward to every year. It was usually in August and it was three weeks long and it was a summer camp. So it was, you know, nine to five or nine to six. I don't remember every day for three weeks. And then at the end we did a production. So, you know, one year we did Midsummer, and then we did much. I played Beatrice and much to do <laughs> nothing in fourth grade. I would do anything for that video. Oh God. Yeah. We did much to do about nothing that we did Midsummer again because yeah. Midsummer is the <laughs> child Shakespeare. And then we did Twelfth Night and we did Romeo and Juliet. And wow. So that was what I did every year. I played tennis really competitively and really intensely. So I wasn't ready to like completely give it up. So I couldn't do theater all the time. Mm-hmm. And my theater program at my high school was like not good. So I would kind of just follow Hannah, this woman who had been my director around to the various places she was directing in Minneapolis, which was amazing. And then I, when I was a junior, I was like, I, I don't know who I'm kidding. <laughs> it was really weird. It was really, it was kind of one of those things like, I wasn't actively fighting it, but I hadn't like committed to it at all. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was in Hannah's car and we were driving home from this suburb in Minnesota where we were doing Alice in Wonderland. And I remember sitting in the car and I was in her backseat and I like blurted out. I was like, I'm going to be an actor. Like it just, and she was kind of like, what? You know, cause she also, she and my mom were really close. So they had, you know, they didn't want to push me, but I think Hannah really wanted me to be an actor, blah, blah, And it just like, it came out. And then from then on, I just kind of dropped everything except circus. I mean, I still, you know, would do things, but I dropped everything except circus essentially. And was like, I'm going to go to school for this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And kind of haven't stopped since. That was really long. That's such a hard question to answer concisely. <laughs> that was not long at all. That was perfect. That is so cool that like at such a young age, you were not only introduced to theater, but Shakespeare, like one of the most yeah. dense and like different types of theater and writing in the whole world. Yeah. I think it just made it, I mean, Shakespeare still is really intimidating. I don't think it, like, it is. But I think it made it less, it didn't, it wasn't like a hierarchy for me. Like, I feel like a lot of when people haven't been introduced to it or haven't done it before, it's like Shakespeare is this, like, thing that, like, this untouchable thing. Like, oh, my God, I don't want to try it because it's so hard. But it, like, that's what makes it fun for me. Like, it uses your brain in a different way as an actor. You have to be so, it's another language, you know what I mean? So I think, like, doing it from such a young age, I still struggle with it every time I do it it's not like it I, I haven't done it enough consistently to be like amazing at it but it makes it, it, it it's the fun of it like I think it's fun to like struggle with it 
almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is so intimidating, especially when you meet people who like, it's all they do. And you're like, Oh God, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah. But I just think that's annoying it's when annoying. people like try and use it as like a, I'm a better actor than you. I just, I hate Oh that. no, I don't, I, it. I don't fall for it at all. <laughs> but No, I know. I just like, it's like, it's just another thing. Yeah. Like I hope that people who do perform Shakespeare get other people interested you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it needs to stay yeah I just I I love it going to the globe after we studied abroad I was with my friend Maggie it was my first time at the globe and we saw the taming of the shrew which is a lot of a production especially for like the times it was like right like yeah right when me too was happening like all that stuff and for the like taming of sure is about you know it's about a really abusive relationship towards a woman right and I like sitting at the globe Mm -hmm. in the front row like in the rain I'm not even kidding you like watching this production there's something about Shakespeare that's just so like otherworldly when you see it done well yeah Oh yeah. Wow. You're outside. I went in the winter and so we were in the inside uh oh, yeah. theater that they have there, which is also like gorgeous. It was candlelit. Yeah, oh my god. I know what? we were really un- <laughs> like we were not prepared for the day and it was one of those things like we were staying all the way across town or I don't even remember, but we, we didn't know it was gonna rain. So we had to buy the like globe ponchos. <laughs> You like are fully covered and you literally look like a gnome. And I have this picture of after Taming of the Shrew. You can just see how much I was like sobbing through the whole thing because the production was beautiful, but also because I was like, I am at the globe. And so I just have this picture of me like straggly wet hair, like with a gnome hat. Oh my God. I love it. That is so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. That's one of those once in a lifetime experiences. Yeah. Wow. Theater in different countries. I guess that's a good um, little segue into how we met. So I guess, first of all, how did you know that you wanted to study abroad? And like, how did you find our program, which was at the Gady School of Acting? I know. I'm just saying that name yeah. makes me like my heart hurt. I miss it so much. So I went to Loyola University in Chicago, which is why I am in Chicago. I stayed after school. Well, I went to LA for a very short stint, but not for me. <laughs> not for me at that moment. <laughs> Extraneous circumstances. Now I'm back in Chicago. <laughs> now I'm back in Chicago and at Loyola. I, there was a London program through Fordham University that I would say like most of the theater students who studied abroad. So Loyola is a BA. So most of the theater students who studied abroad, I would say went to the London program and it was with Fordham and the London Dramatic Academy. That was a very intense, it was like a, like the classical, you know, it was like you were in a, you know, BFA or something for a semester. So it's a semester program. I don't know why, but I really wanted to study abroad my sophomore year. Okay. <laughs> so for, like, I don't know. I was like, this is the year I want to do it. I had, wor- I had worked a ton, like the summer after freshman year. So I had a bunch of money saved. So I was like, I want like, I want to do this now. But there was like miscommunication within the department about whether or not theater students were allowed to go to that program before their junior year. And so they told, they, like, for in years past, they had had people go junior or senior year just because they wanted to, like, give you two years of foundational training, whatever, before you go. But I was like, I want to go second semester, sophomore year. And essentially, there was miscommunication. They said no. 
the deadline passed and then they said yes <laughs> to <laughs> it was really it was messy and it was I was really disappointed but I didn't even necessarily want to go to London I was just like this is the program that everyone does where I wanted to study was Dublin I always wanted to study in Dublin my grandma is born and raised in Ireland and um, she is the only person of her family to come over to the States. She has a massive family. And luckily we have stayed super close to all of them. Like I don't have a very big family. So I would say like my big extended family is in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I feel so lucky because there are so many like uh, granddaughters and kids of immigrants who lose contact with, you know, the homeland or, you know, where their parent or grandparent is from. And so I just feel so lucky that my grandma so like staunchly kept, I mean, it's her family. I don't know what else she would have done. Like it is her only family. So, so I, I had been to Dublin after my freshman year of high school and I can't explain, like it just, Ireland feels different to me than like, I've been really fortunate and lucky to do quite a bit of traveling. And there's something about being with my family in Ireland that is like the most, special feeling I've ever felt like I've never felt like home even like home in Minneapolis where I grew up which I love to death Mm -hmm. like I do it's like a different type of home that I feel when I'm there so I knew I was like I want to study in Dublin and there was one program which is not to say that I did love the program but I was like tunnel vision. I was like, this is the program that I'm doing. And to be honest, I don't remember applying. I don't remember the process. I think I was in a show at the time at Loyola. So I think it was like a very like, I'm too busy. I guess I just like, I, I don't know why I don't remember applying or getting accepted <laughs> like that. For some reason is blacked out of my memory. I think it's just college. I think you just don't have a brain in college. That's what I'm convinced. I don't really either. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But what I do remember is is uh, <laughs> getting you like the the email that said who your roommates are. I remember exactly where I was when I read your name and I oh looked you up on Facebook. I remember the first picture I saw of you. And what was it? Do you remember? Well, I mean, your profile picture was like a cool artsy pic, but then your next pic was like you holding a Dunkin' Donuts oh, and cup. God. And I was like, this is <laughs> meant to be. Is this my favorite person that uh-huh. I've literally never met? Probably. I was at a shoot. That's it was so like funny. I did a few little like filming things. Remember that horror show yes, <laughs> that I was in course. with the blood? Yeah. I was getting my makeup done in that makeup room. They like had me sit down for a minute so they could go on to the next person. Yeah. And that's when I got the email and I was like, oh, my life is coming together. Like, I I'm don't even have like, this girl. I don't remember that. I don't remember any of that, which I don't know why, but I really think I was doing Columbinus at the time. I think it was because I was in the middle of rehearsals or tech for the show that spring at school. So I think my brain just didn't exist. but. I had tunnel vision for this program. It was the only thing I applied to. And I actually really appreciated that it wasn't a like traditional conservatory type program. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, now I'm like looking at grad schools and that's what I am interested in now. But at the time in college, I really, uh, Loyola was a liberal arts program. So you studied everything. Yeah. 
you know, like I had focused on acting, obviously, but studied everything. And I kind of liked that the Dublin program was an extension of that in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I also liked that there was free time. I was like, I'm not going to Dublin for the summer to yeah. only like, of course, I'm going there to study. But I was like, I need time to like be there and see things and experience oh, things because sure. that I am convinced is just as important to acting training just like experiencing new places and yeah. all my friends who went to the London program like you know they're in the classroom all day every day which is fine and they received fantastic training but that was something really important to me. I was like I, I'm gonna be abroad I need to also walk around and go to pubs and like you know yeah and it's amazing because doing it through the IES program yeah that's what it's called yeah Yeah, yeah, I mean they like scheduled just as much I mean it was more theater but just as many classes as we were in there were as many excursions and like actually taking us around and that's in addition to like the free time that we had especially on the weekends and such so I was really yeah so I I agree yeah it was just like a perfect kind of a perfect program I think and I think I like there was enough structure that I didn't feel aimless or like nervous to be abroad or you know like I felt comfortable there and also like I don't know how we ended up in that apartment like that was just uh otherworldly the fact that we I mean so I'll tell everyone like the program that we went to so you could do it through the gaiety or you could do it through IES which is a study abroad network and if you did it through IES it added like two extra weeks onto the program at the beginning before your technical time at the Gaiety even started, even though we were at the Gaiety, we just had like a two week intensive with Donald. Exactly. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Which is so crazy also. Yeah. But they, the IES found us places to live and you had no say in it. It was like, they picked your roommate, right? We didn't have any. Yeah. They picked your roommates. They pick, put you in whatever housing. Yeah. And yeah. so we somehow ended up in central Dublin like I'm gonna throw up next to Trinity (laughs) College which you've ever if you like Dublin is a very big not very big but it's like an expansive city it's like there's the center of it and then you go out and out and out in the rings and you know you it's walkable but we somehow ended up in the center of downtown I don't know how else to describe it like a 10 minute walk from where we were studying and everyone else was like either an hour-long walk or of two buses or someone was out by UCD which actually I was when I was there last year my cousin who I was staying with lived by UCD and I walked it one day and I was like damn <laughs> yeah this was far for them who <laughs> lived out here like we have no we just had so much more free time I want to say like mm-hmm. because we you know, if we finished class at five, we could be home by 5.15 and be out doing something yeah. else by 5.45, 6. Whereas, and we didn't have to like bring things for the day. We just had, I don't know, it was the best. I don't know how we got I would go it. home for lunch. Like yes. if we had a long lunch break, I we know. would go home. Like people had to pack their whole day. Yeah, we were so, some some stroke of crazy luck. Like that was just beautiful location and then yeah being having the flexibility of running home and not having to overthink in the morning like I mean oh my god it was a dream I know I know I think it was yeah it really felt like we were living there I know 
it really felt, yeah, it didn't feel like. And our apartment was like an apartment. It wasn't like a student quarters brand or anything new. like that. Like, yeah, two bedroom, brand new apartment. Well, okay, this is my favorite story is that I, I got in first. And of course, we didn't know each other then. I don't, we didn't talk at all before we, we went. I knew what you <laughs> looked like because I saw the Duncan pick. And but I don't remember that, looking either of you up. I don't know where I was. I don't know. What did we have like a group chat? Did they put I us in some remember. sort of email? Anyways, I got in, like I, Skyland is before me, which there, it was a two bedroom and there were three of us. And Sky had gotten in first and I got like met at, I think he met us just like near the place to walk me to the Patrick door. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And we're, he had gone to Loyola. Right. That was, was so, so silly fun. and knew my roommate. It was so weird. But anyways, I walk in and he's like, so there are two bedrooms. Sky has already chosen the single. <laughs> and I walk in and Sky's just like lounging on this bed. No, just, I was. Yes, you were. You 100% were. And I was probably like, so Yeah, you were really tired. Or hungover, probably all of the above. But it we was had so been funny. In I town. Just, yeah. Yeah. I just remember you like laying on the bed and being like, if you want this room, you can have it. And I was like, my God, no. I like, was going to say, I don't think I like started unpacking because I was like no, very but, nervous to say, like, I'm going to do this. But you were room. in that room. But I was you sitting in, in that room. room. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, you, you took it without being like, I'm taking it. This is mine. But I was so fine with it I literally didn't care I just think it's funny now yeah because I spent all my time in that room anyway <laughs> so yeah we had such an amazing apartment but yeah so to circle back to the original question Dublin was the only program I applied to okay okay great yeah no it was definitely we we also had like a um a London program which I did and it was two weeks but it was a winter program you did it yeah. Oh, it was okay. It was a, yeah, like a and there were no other study abroad opportunities like offered or uh, talked about in my college uh-huh. or even in the study abroad office that I would go to and be like, "What are the opportunities for me in theater?" And they were like, "You could do this two week program." And I was like, "Okay, give me more." <laughs> yeah, give me more. Do you, my parents knew someone who their son had done the program. I don't, couldn't even tell you to this day who he is, but, um, wait, the Dublin program. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they had mentioned it to me. My dad's very pro Both of them are very proactive in like telling me, giving me information and being like, you could do this. But I think they were, I mean, I was like, Freshman and sophomore year, I was too in my own little college world to be like, okay, let me actually look at this suggestion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then by by a sophomore end of sophomore year into junior year, I was like, okay, give me got to do somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 ended up applying for that program. So um, was also one of the only ones that I seriously looked at and applied to, but. We, yeah, we arrived. I st- I did a little traveling before and then arrived and uh, our little roommate situation and our little house was so cute and I, we were so excited and we studied for, it was a six week program. Yeah, it felt longer. 
we were in classes every day. I loved how much experience we actually had, like doing scenes with other performers and working so closely with the professors and the instructors. Yeah. I love that we went and saw so much theater. Like we saw at least one show a week, if not two. And they really, I love, like sometimes we went to the Abbey, like, you know, the national theater there. Sometimes we went to like, what was it called? Like the new theater. Yeah. was something like that right on the same street as Deity. Remember what I'm talking about? The one where we saw that neon, remember it was crazy. Neon? It was crazy. (laughs) Do you remember that? New town or old town, dead town, town is dead. Town is dead. <laughs> Which is by Philip McMahon, who wrote Pineapple. Oh. That I was just doing in Chicago. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that theater. I remember where we saw Othello. That was like the big, that was the Abbey, right? That was the Abbey, I want to say. I honestly can't remember. We saw yeah, so that many a that I can't remember. huge situation. <laughs> And some of the little theater. Okay, that was the neon thing you're talking about. Yeah. Was that little theater? And yeah, the yeah. Also, remember the play we saw at the boys' school? What was it called? On the mound of sand, the two-person play. Temp to 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 temp Nepal tender napalm. Was that right? Oh my god, that just seems to be the soundbite for this episode. That's how my mind really works. That was so good. Henry Napalm. That was crazy. It was kind of post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think that was probably what influenced me the most on the whole coming away from that was just like the way a city can influence its art. Like Dublin is just such a unique place. And I think it fosters artists so well. And then to, you know, be seeing different shows so much while we were there and they were so different, but they were all so well done. And they all had this, there's something about the acting there and the producing there and the directing there and the writing there that is just different than here. It's so immediate. And that is such a weird actory word, but it's kind of the only way I can, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It is different. Yeah, so much good good theater, just like very unique. You're right. It was just so it's very different from anything I've ever yeah. experienced. And also, I mean, the program we did was focused on Irish playwrights. Mm-hmm. So we were doing you know, we were doing work oh yeah across the board. And it, yeah. I mean, I found a new I we did Sky and I did a scene, you and I did a scene. <laughs> from by the bog of cats by marina carr who is you know a very amazing irish playwright and i ended up bringing it back to the not i didn't bring it back to the state but i did it for my directing capstone at school and i don't know there's just mm-hmm. i just had a new appreciation for for a lot of things after that program not just acting <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna ask you how did studying abroad kind of impact the rest of oh my God. your life? Yeah, I grew up so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like a very late bloomer. <laughs> Just like socially, you know, all of it. Like I didn't, I think I came into my own a lot while we were abroad. Because mm-hmm. I kind of had to do it when I moved to Chicago to go to school because I didn't know anyone. 
going to school with me. So I like, I found a group that I was really close to, but I think then like at that age, you know, I, I was 21. Like, I felt like I was finally like being confident in myself and in my ability to connect with people in a way that I hadn't really been confident in before. No, I think I just like, I think study abroad, I think it just forces you to like reflect on who you are at home. And if that person is who you want to be, because you are given the opportunity to, you know, present yourself and be who you want to be in this new environment, in this new country with all this new stimulation that you don't normally have. And I think it just really, it like cemented. And I think I've still like, obviously like changed a lot. I was not 21. I was 20. What am I talking about? Were you? I was 20. I was young. Yeah. I hadn't turned 21 yet because then I came back. And you couldn't and was drink. not legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to use my fake ID again. And I was like, this is dumb. I turned 21 in <laughs> Ireland. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm stupid. I was 20. Yes. But anyways, like, I, I don't know. I think it taught, obviously, like, I took so much away from from the actual program acting wise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I loved the analytical classes, but I think more than anything, it was, I just felt more secure in who I was and also who I wanted to be when I came back from that program. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I think it was a big thing for me just because I, it wasn't like my school was connected to the program or anything. Like I was the only one yeah, in same. my four years, yeah. at least, that I've known to to do it coming from my school, um, which like I kind of decided that that's how I want to live my life. I don't want to wait for a program to be presented to me on a silver platter. I want to find what I want out of the out of mm-hmm. life and my studies and yeah and make the experience happen. And I'm Mm -hmm. very privileged to have like a family and people who supported me through all of that. Um, and a school that, you know, let me get the credits and all that nonsense. But I think you're so right that just, we had enough structure in our program to set us up for success in making sure that we stepped out. But a lot of times we had to figure it out. Like they'd be like, we have rehearsal here today, so get there. And we had to like learn a new city and learn how to look at those maps. And yeah, the, we learned how to use the trains and all that kind of stuff that seems yeah. like, you know, you would learn if you moved to DC, you'd learn the Metro stuff like that. But I think being dropped into a, a different country and learning those things yeah. definitely taught me a lot. Yeah. Now that you think like we did, we were pretty on our own. Yeah. Like I kind of haven't realized, I mean, obviously there was structure and there were things to do, but it was, we weren't like a cohort. We weren't like a group outside of when we had to be at our yeah. designated And timing time. wise too, they'd be like, get here in the morning at this time and we all lived in different areas, so it's not yeah. like we ever were with people where we had to be where we were. Exactly. To be. Yeah, that's. I haven't really thought about that, but we did kind of. It was kind of choose your own adventure. Yeah. In a real. In that fun way, way, it's also. I mean, I grew in like taking responsibility for things, and we had to have a routine and learning. <laughs> learning what? Oh God. <laughs> to take uh, responsibility for bad decisions. Oh, 
My God. What were some of the best and worst nights of our Oh, Sky. My favorite is this past summer I sent Audrey a photo of us. And she... <laughs> oh, my God. My mom can't listen to this. What? I told my mom, and my mom was mortified, too. But basically... No, I did tell... I think I did tell her already. So tell the story. <laughs> I sent Audrey this picture from when we visited. This was when we were in... Belfast. Belfast. Right. And yeah. uh, we were there for a weekend with our program. and um, But it, we didn't have, like, anything planned. They were literally just took us to Belfast, and then we... Yeah. They got the hotel for home. us and then dropped us, said, okay, I think we might have had, like, one dinner as a group, maybe. Yeah. Because um, well, that's when we did the, like, Game of Thrones tour thing <laughs> that was, like, all the same weekend, remember? And we were like, we don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> That was freaking funny. I was looking at photos for our segment later. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Great. great, great. So okay. Anyways, we're in. We're, we're in Belfast. Belfast. It's the evening. It's late at this point. We've been going around, finding our way around, <laughs> drinking, had dinner, whatever. And we got, we left our friends. <laughs> we left everyone else that we were with. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you no what was happening. I no don't know why, but. I remember us getting onto these city bikes that were just, you know, they were plugged into the little, you know, station and we were just sitting on them. And I have like a few pictures of us on those bikes. And I was like, LOL, remember like when we were sitting on these and these guys like came up to talk to us and she was like, no, I don't remember. Yeah. You sent me this picture and I could not, it could have been 2060. I literally have no, there's not an ounce of memory of that it's so funny because I have I don't I couldn't tell you where we slept that I mean I know we slept at home that sounds bad I but I couldn't tell you how we got from that point earlier in the evening we were at like it was kind of like a brewery. yes it, it wasn't a brewery but it was kind of that like uh what's it called what's the fun drinks it? it was like Cute. Like an industrial vibe. And I remember yes. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that, yeah, that was a really good night. I think my one of my favorite nights was when we, it was towards the end of the program, and we went, and we went downstairs to do karaoke, and it was a bachelor, it was a birthday party. We just joined 100%. the area. Yeah. And started singing karaoke, and we sang, what did we sing? Oh, we sang One Direction. We sang, one Direction. We sang Avril Lavigne. We sang. And I don't sing. <laughs> but I yeah, sang. yeah. <laughs> we all freaking sang very confidently very confidently it was that was so that was seriously so fun they were like cheering us on the whole time the birthday they party were. Of, like middle-aged over people. and they were like buying us drinks <laughs> yeah. they're like you're part of the party we were like yeah that was so fun because we had passed by that karaoke place like every day and we we're like we're times. going there yeah. That was so fun. I loved my birthday when we got burgers and fries and shakes yeah, and you guys got me that. little things. I know. Oh, that was so fun. It was funny turning 21 in a country where like that doesn't You're matter. already legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last night was <laughs> the last night into the morning when Scott had to leave and almost missed her <laughs> and was not packed. You had to sit on my <laughs> I was 
I don't know how I wasn't violently ill that whole morning. No, me neither. I just remember waking up and having your alarm going off and hearing you just say, like, <laughs> shit, shit. It was well, 4 a.m. It was some crazy for, time. For not having that's on you for not having packed the night before. I'll, I'll say it. I was mostly packed, I but think. Just not fully. You just had to put like the clothes that I you had to had leave worn. shit behind. Yeah, I was like, this won't fit. I had to leave a water bottle. <laughs> so I think, and I think like Sky and I, we, you and I had both had like been amping up for this really emotional goodbye because we really clicked and bonded very fast, very intensely. And I think we were both like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard to say goodbye. And then at four in the morning, I was sitting on your suitcase. You were trying to zip it. You were late. You were trying to get a car. (laughs) We were so, my head hurt like nothing I've ever (laughs) felt before. And we kind of just like hugged each other and you left. And we Oh, like there was no space for anything um, emotional. That night was really fun. I burnt my mouth so badly. This guy had bought me a, what are those things called? The little pies. They're like meat pies. Oh, yeah. Like a chicken pot pie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But there's a better. uh, You're right. We can't remember anything. There's another Irish word for it. Sure. No. Whatever. Anyways, he bought me one of those. We were all standing on the street and handed it to me and was like, be careful, it's hot. And I was like, that's fine. And bit it and just completely fizzled the inside of my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, we didn't even, we didn't even F and go to Coppers. <laughs> Worse. Didn't we go in there one night, like, when we weren't really partying? We just, like, walked in and, like, danced for, like, 20 minutes and walked out? I swear we did. I don't think we did because I think that was the biggest regret of my life. Coppers. That we didn't go to Coppers. Didn't get, we didn't get silly in Coppers. We'll have to go back. Yeah, I was, when I came back, I think I was sad. I was very sad being and it like would hit me at like time at at random times but I was upsetting like getting so familiar with these people in this place and learning so much and being free and then coming back and being like now I have to be a student again (laughs) yeah and yeah this is real yeah it's it's funny though because I had the best year of college the semester that next year after we studied abroad. And I attribute it so much to the fact that I had yeah. gone abroad. I think, yeah, no, parts of it, parts of it definitely made me appreciate things more. I was just, I was excited about every, like everything was just more exciting after having been at that. I was like, this is what I want to be, you know, this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of art I want to be making. This is the kind of people, this this is the kind of studying I want to continue to do. And so I think I was just like, I mean, I just, I had the best time like across the board that next year. Like I had a, was in a really fun relationship and I like loved my friends so much and we did really great shows and it, it was just very exciting. And I think it's because I grew up so much when I was abroad that I was able to really just like be there and be having these experiences um, in a different way. Yeah. It changed. It just, it did change a lot because I think going, studying abroad like that 
moving your whole life somewhere else, it shows that you're, you're dedicated and that it just solidified how much I wanted to do it and how much we, you know, got to learn there obviously helped, you know, coming back to school. But overall, I would say study a freaking broad to everyone. Man. I know. I don't care where I mean, you I go. Wish, I talk to, one of my best friends, we talk, to, talk about it all the time. We're like, I wish I would have studied abroad like twice. Oh, three times, you know, 17 times. Yeah. I would have. Because I think it's so like, it's so easy when you're in the midst of college uh-huh. to be like, to I be couldn't so leave in it. Yeah. yeah to be so, uh, you know, so in it. Uh-huh. And I think, I mean, I look back on college in general and I'm just like, obviously it's stressful. Obviously there's a lot going on. Obviously there's not a lot of sleep, X, Y, and Z. But, oh my God, all you're doing is living with your friends, doing some homework and doing plays with your friends if you're going to school theater. You know what I mean? Like it's such a, it's such a comforting bubble to be in. And I think it's really important to recognize that when you're in because then you get out into the real world and it's very different um but I don't know I think like I said before like just as much as the classes there you know I think changed me as an actor I think just being there I think just being in new places being with new people that is like the most invaluable yeah training you can have life changing so after you came back from Dublin and obviously your life was changed you had your new best friend aka me (laughs) you you were still in school and you um, then had an exciting year the year after right yeah my junior year so so like winter of my junior year January-ish I was home in Minnesota for winter break and I get this Facebook message from my circus teacher's daughter from growing up who, fun fact, now I live with her. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't even know that connection. Yeah. yeah that's oh my, my roommate, gosh. Ariel. She's the best. I've known her, I mean, since I started circus so since I was seven. Yeah. Um, I got the, she's a circus performer, too. And she was living in Chicago at the time. And I got this. Facebook message from her, a random Facebook message. She was like, hey, Audrey, like, I know we haven't talked in a while, but there's this gig and I think you'd be really good for it. Could I have your email? And in my head, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, because she had just come and saw that, uh, come to see this show at Loyola semester before. And I did a little bit of circus in it. Um, So I was like, maybe it's just like a one-off, you know, Mm -hmm. corporate circus gig that she needs someone and she thought of me. Yeah. Because gig just sounds very like small and singular to me. And I was like, yeah, of course, here's my email. And about 20 minutes later, I'm sitting at breakfast with two of my best friends from home and I get this email and it's from Looking Glass Theater Company, which is uh, been my dream since forever. They're a theater company in Chicago that... Um, they focus on like literary, a lot of their work is literary adaptions, but they're very spectacle based and physical theater and circus. They partner with Actors Gymnasium, which is a circus school here in Chicago. And um, so I get this email and it says, hi, Audrey, this is Phil uh, with Looking Glass. 
uh, we're looking to cast this role um, for next season. And could you send me your headshot and resume? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can. But I quickly, like while I'm at breakfast sitting there, sent him my headshot and resume. And about five minutes later, I get an email back that says, hey, um, looks like you'd be really right for this role. Uh, can you come in today? And I was like, sorry, what? So I email him back and I'm like, I'm in Minnesota. I was like, I physically am not in Chicago right now. I said, could we set up a FaceTime? Like, could I, I was like, I will do anything to be able to audition for this role. I didn't, didn't know what the role was, what the show was. No idea. Yeah. Um, and he was like, no worries. Can I call you? And I was like, right now? He said, yes. And I said, great. So I was sitting at the table with my friends and I took a call. And he basically explained to me this show, which ended up being Hard Times, the Charles Dickens um, novel. They had done it the first time 15 years before, I want to say. Something like that. Like they'd done it before. It was a remount. And one of the main characters is this girl named Sissy who is uh, orphan and her dad leaves her. Her dad's a clown. He leaves her. She's in the circus. And this family in Coketon, England, uh, it's an industrial revolution time, like adopts her and takes her in. And she's a circus performer. So had to be able to act, had to be able to do circus. And he basically explained this to me and said, uh, by your headshots, you, you know, you look like you fit the role. Uh, which I was like, what? Um, but we, you know, obviously you'd have to come in for the director. When can you come in? And I was like, cause I had fully expected for me to say, no, I'm not in Chicago right now. You know, things happen instantly. They could have been like, okay, we have to cast someone today. You know, thank you. We'll call you in next time. I said, I'll be back this day. So they, I scheduled an audition and, you know, I got the sides and I prepped like, I swear, obviously every role you want to get and every role you think you should get, you know what I mean? Like when you get an audition, you want to get the role, but they're uh, the roles that I have gotten. I look back and I'm like, Oh, duh. Like they just click in a, you know what I mean? And I think it's just, it's clear upon reflection. Yeah. Why you get the roles that you do and why think certain things mm -hmm. like fit. I remember like prepping the side so much, but I, you know, I couldn't tell anyone because the season hadn't been announced yet. So, I mean, obviously I told people, <laughs> but like a very, you know, I couldn't like, I asked like one friend to help me and I was like, you can't tell anyone. And I also didn't want to tell anyone because I felt very scared. I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up. This is huge. You know, I don't want to get my hopes up. So whatever, I prepped the sides and, I had an audition scheduled on a Monday and I remember I had to like miss class and I went downtown and walked I, that looking glass is that water tower, which is just like big downtown building. And I remember like I had to get buzzed up and put a little name tag on it. I was like, Oh my God, like I'm finally in Chicago, like audition, you know, it felt so like big girl. Uh, I was terrified and I walked into looking glass and um, the casting director came out and said, oh my gosh, Audrey, there's been a scheduling error. He was like, it, it was like President's, it was around President's Day. So I think the the time my 
like when we talked about scheduling my whatever that he was like Heidi the director is not here I'm so sorry like we're gonna have to reschedule and I was like ah you know the like nerves built like go but then miracle of all miracles he did the kindest thing anyone could do in this situation and said but do you know what do you want to come into the studio and I'll coach you on the audition he had been in the original production I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying any of this. Eh, whatever. It's part of the experience. It's now yours. It's, it's part fine. of the experience. Exactly. It was amazing. And so basically he took me into this room and spent about half an hour coaching me on all the sides, which is just the most, as an actor, it was the biggest gift I could have gotten, especially because he was in the original production of the show. Yeah. I left that just, just completely awestruck at what happened I was like this was meant to be she was not supposed to be there that day I was supposed to get coached like x y and z Mm -hmm. so then the next week I go back and I do it for the director and then I wait and wait and and then I get another email and they're like okay now good news like we want you to come in for a circus audition and I grew up during circus you know I trained every week if not twice a week from seven years old to 18 years old when I went to college then I would train on and off when I could, when I had time at Actors Gym. I was very confident about saying, yes, I am in shape to do circus. I was so not in shape to do circus. I was so, so uh, embellishing my current abilities. Right. Okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. And I remember I like stretched a lot that I was like, got to do some push-ups. I guess <laughs> like there's no, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do anything that I said. Oh my I, gosh. Um, I mean, obviously muscle memory is a very amazing thing, but uh-huh. so I remember like waiting outside the door and a girl walked out before me and she was in this like gymnastics leotard. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, am I, like, I feel very under prepared for all of this. Um, I walk in and the circus director was there and we just kind of got right to it. And she had me do like a couple things. And I remember being like, body, just do these things. Like, please, like, just body, don't do that. fail like, me now. Do that. Don't <laughs> fail me now. And somehow, like, she asked me to do this one specific trick on the silk that I couldn't even do. It's it's not a very hard trick, but for some reason, like my body had a really hard time with it, even when I was at the height of my training mm-hmm. back in high school. And she asked me to do it, and I was like, like okay, 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 and I did it. And I remember just like being like, what is happening? Like everything was just going oh my so God. well. It was so weird. Like it was like one of those experiences that was like, oh my God. Even if this doesn't happen, like whoa, crazy times. Uh-huh. And then I remember waiting like another week and I was in a workout class in the basement of the gym at Loyola. So I didn't have any cell service. And I got out of the, out of the gym and I walked upstairs and I had a voicemail from the casting director. And all it said was like, Hey, Audrey, like, I'd really love to talk to you. Give me a call back. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. But it was like after 6 PM. So it was after like office time. And I like called him back and he wasn't answering. And I left a message and blah, 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 blah. And so I spent like two hours just dying, waiting for what he had to say. I didn't check my email. And like two hours later, I checked my email. And they had offered me the role in email for because they couldn't get a hold of me on the phone. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that was a very long story. But anyways, 
I ended up taking my senior first semester off, senior year first semester off to go do hard times at Looking Glass, which was the craziest thing I've ever done, the best thing I've ever done, the hardest thing I've ever done, the, you know, it was, oh my gosh, it was pretty wild. It was wild time. It was 115 shows. It was eight shows a week for three months, which is the most shows I'd ever That's physically, yeah, wow. And it was circus as well as acting, so it was a lot physically. I'm proud to say I did every show. I never called off. I was very sick. There was one show I should not have done, but I did <laughs> because I just could not do oh it. Oh my yeah. gosh, that is such, I love that story. I don't, I think I've heard pieces of it, but never the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it was very, like, I always think about that and I'm just like, what, how random. And the reason was because Ariel had worked with the director on a different show so they had asked Ariel if she knew anyone who would like fit this circus actor type bill because it's a very specific yeah kind of person they needed so I just think about how random it is that Ariel met you know it was just it was one of those like I just happened to know the right person who got me in the door and you know it's those stories that actors always tell like Oh yeah. No, that you sometimes it's random, and you just know the right people, and a random thing happens, and it's perfect, and that's what that was. Oh, for sure. That's what that was. Oh my gosh, it gives me little goosebumps. <laughs> so amazing. I wish I could have seen it. I think I came to visit you like right when it ended. Right? It must have been. Oh, you came the year before. You came my junior year because you were a senior. Oh my gosh. I hadn't. It hadn't, hadn't even happened, happened yet. yet. Okay, I was gonna say like. Maybe we had just come to visit you that year. Oh, yeah. Then I was before I audition. It was before I auditioned. Right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, the photos are so fun. I'll have to share some on, on the beaming Insta. But so exciting. And that was like a nice step. Must have been a nice step into the Chicago, like, actual professional scene, like, after leaving Loyola, right? It was. I will say that it was easy to hope that it was going to be my door into the world and it wasn't not for you know not for any reason other than that's not how it works always you know I fully was like I'm going to do this show and I'm going to get an agent from the show and I'm going to start booking stuff before I even graduate and I didn't even get an agent from the show yeah I got brought into agencies but I didn't get signed Right. And then I went back and I did my senior year, which was a, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was a really weird time to have been out and then go back and finish school. It felt very like, I felt like I went ahead and then it felt like I backed okay. up a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can see how that could be pretty. You know, and so hard. it was really hard. It was really hard. Hard um, times, man. To go back to school. Hard times. Oh God, that joke got so used so much. <laughs> Good thing I was not with you. So it didn't. It didn't actually do what I thought or wanted it to do at all. I kind of started from scratch because the way I got my agent was from a showcase mm. at school at the end of wow. school. I mean, I did get. I got brought back to understudy at Looking Glass the following year, which was like an amazing experience so obviously like it did like start some momentum but it was not a you know sudden change it was not a like floodgates opening at all 
which is why you got to work hard and keep going. <laughs> exactly. And now you can see Audrey on your TV oh, no. holding up a kind bar as well as wearing NFL inspired gear. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think either of those commercials are running anymore, but thank you for the shout out. <laughs> well, I showed everyone I know and I was like, look at my friend. She's wearing a cute little hat. <laughs> That's my hat. I'd like to tell you that is my own personal hat. So my own personal red hat is now very That's well loved. <laughs> yeah. Um. That is so funny. <laughs> well, that's so exciting. So do you think that Chicago is your place for now? What is, what do you like, what would be such an exciting thing to do as you yeah. move forward? I hate the like, you know, what are you going to be doing no, in five I know. years question, I know. but just like, you can say some things out loud that are like exciting to you. I, I don't know. I'm not very good at putting roots down. That's what I'll say. Okay. I like to, I like to be around. I like the idea of not having to spend forever in one place. I think that the Chicago theater, you know, I want to say so many things, but I honestly don't know what the Chicago, I don't know what any theater community is going to look like. You know, I'm really scared for theater in general obviously as all actors are you know I was in a show when COVID happened and we had our first public preview and that night the show got closed um and that theater has is still closed you know as they all are so I don't you know Chicago was always the theater community I wanted to be a part that's what I always fantasized about I was like Steppenwolf and Goodman and Looking Glass and like those were my like I mean, obviously, everyone wants to work on Broadway. But when I was growing up, that wasn't the, like, Broadway. It was like, I want to be at Steppenwolf. Like, I want to be at the Goodman, you know. So I think, like, I will always want to act here. I, I tried L.A. for, like, six months. And in one of my acting classes, uh, a girl asked the question, what company should do you guys use? Who do you pay to get more Instagram followers, essentially? <laughs> And that is when I knew. <laughs> I knew for yeah. many things leading up to that, that LA was not right for me at that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but oh that was a big no-no for me. I just don't care about that. I don't care. Yeah, that's terrifying. And I, I, I just couldn't, I could not be, I could not be bothered to care about my Instagram account as a part of my career. You know, it's just not, it's not in me. Um, so I think Chicago, I love Chicago because it's very livable just as a person, not even just as an art, you know, I make enough money to, I was a server before COVID, also a nanny, I still nanny, you know, as my supplemental income, but Chicago is just like very livable. So I think that that's why I love it so much. I obviously would love to be in New York at some point, but I don't, especially not now with like the world I don't yeah. think I'd go to New York without a job there I don't feel the need to I don't know 100% like kill myself over you know trying to pay for an apartment I just I think at one point I would love to be in New York I'm I feel like I'm jinxing it by talking about it that's fine I'm currently trying to apply for grad school Yay. in London I always knew I wanted to go to grad school I always thought it was going to be much later just because I know that that's mm -hmm what grad schools a lot of the time like to see is more, you know, is people who have more experience and know who they are as actors more, but 
there's no time like the present when there's no work to be had. <laughs> to yeah, go to school. agreed. So, and London has a bunch of one-year programs, which is, I don't want to be in school for more than a year because I'm 25 and, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't, don't want to, I don't want to be in school until I'm 30. Wait, you're 25? Yes, I just turned 25, January 26. I forget that, like, we are the same age know, for a few months. But it's confusing because <laughs> of the school year. Okay, okay. I knew I that. I, I, I must have known Well, because you're, you're ahead of me in school. Yes, I'm old. Yeah, no. You're an old lady. But sure. I just, I don't, I don't. But I also, like, I love academic settings. Uh-huh. Like, I loved college and I love, I mean, that's why I love acting is that you're supposed to, you should continue to study. You should, mm-hmm. you know, do all these things. Yeah. Um, so that's like my current goal Okay, is to hopefully in the next year be in a grad program. Um, I want to live abroad. You know, I want to live between London and Dublin ideally. But yeah, I've never felt the need to like, question acting which feels very reassuring like I just no like I'm not gonna not do it you know and that's very clear to me and it's always been very clear to me so it's just about kind of readjusting trajectories because um everything's up in the air yeah we all just have to be flexible and ready when it happens and you know work on ourselves and get other work while we can but yeah no it's it's a weird time to like be asking actors like what is your plan because there's not much yeah it's very strange it's it's a very you know and I feel lucky that I even like booked a commercial like in the time of COVID you know yeah my first commercial I booked was right before COVID happened and the second commercial I booked was in August yeah it was like in the middle of everything so like I feel lucky that I even had that work but it's really hard. It's really a hard, it's really hard time, obviously for everyone. And obviously there are bigger problems in the world than me not having enough auditions. You know, that being said, it's not easy to be an actor right now. <laughs> True. Lee. I feel like we're just, it's a test. It's a test for commitment and it's a test yeah. for, you know. For sure. Like I love watching TV. I love that that's like feels like a job you know it feels like I'm learning and I you know I think it's just about finding ways to like stay active in your brain in that way I could watch like this is so I didn't really do any of the like dorky high like I didn't get to do that like high school theater person that like wasn't me I didn't really have any friends that did like my main group of friends are not actors from high school but now, like, I literally, like, sit in my bed and I just, like, watch actor interviews. Like, I can listen to actor interviews and watch actor interviews forever. And that oh, feels yeah. like my me being, like, I'm a theater kid. But it feels fun yeah. now because it feels like I'm, you know. Because <laughs> you're like, I could work with these people one day. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes, I, sometimes, uh, this year I'm trying, I really believe in the power of manifestation. And I think our brains have a lot more power than we give them credit for. Uh-huh. Um, and I, so I've been trying to work on my manifesting, blah, blah, blah. So I don't always like let myself fantasize about what could happen just because that feels 
scary. Um, every once in a while, I like, let myself, if I'm watching something I really love or, you know, normal people, for instance, mm-hmm. um, I'll be like, oh, I'm actually in the career that actually I maybe could work with you. You know what I mean? Like, actually, there is actually a line of connection that yeah. could connect me to working with these people. And I think that's like, kind of mind boggling to think about and so I try not to think about it because it feels very like fantasizing but sometimes every once in a while it's nice to be like what if what if because that's a, what's so weird about acting you know one random thing can happen yeah it's funny you mentioned manifesting I think I mentioned it in my last episode of just me blabbing oh or a few episodes ago but um no it's definitely become a more prevalent part of my life to like, let myself like imagine and like actually feel inside what it'll feel like when I'm on set and getting to do fun, like just do create good art with crazy cool people. And I like fully know I'll do that for the rest of my life. So who knows where that is, but just letting yourself like, yeah, soak in the fact that you're in the career that will put you in and this, like, these places. About, it's, it's also like one of my biggest good. pet peeves is the fact that we talk about actors. We say they're they're trying to be an actor. Mm-hmm. We already are. <laughs> you, you, people say they're trying to be an actor until they're literally getting an Oscar. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't remember what it was. I was trying to tell my mom about it the other day. I, I saw something on Instagram. It was like some headline. And it was about an act. I can't remember any of the details, which is really helpful. But it was essentially saying, like, some actor who is a very successful actor. Like, they haven't been the star of a TV show, but they're series regular. You know, they're like, they're, they are a very successful working actor. And it still said, a spy, like, it said something like, it qualified this person in a way that I was like, you it is an impossible standard it's not like with an accountant we say they're trying to be an accountant until they're the ceo of a company like if you are working as an accountant you are an accountant like we are working towards you know so i think it's like taking that idea towards like everything in our life we are what we're doing we are what we want to be doing you know just trying to like speak about myself in more active terms of like i am doing this I don't know. That's like, that's a rant, but that's just one of my biggest set piece. I hate that. No, that's, it's so true. I don't really think about it, but you're right. Even. It's so demeaning. It's so demeaning. It's like, yeah, God, you have to be a star to be an actor. That's not how it works. That's yeah. Or being works. like, I want to be a professional actor and then being like, wait, I've, I am paid for acting gigs. Yeah. That means I literally already, you know, like it is my profession. Yes. Like what are the, what are, yeah. What constitutes a professional actor or a successful actor? Like, Oh my God. No, we are them. They are us. We are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing exactly. it. Okay. So our fun segment for today with Audrey is a little something I like to call a trip down memory lane. <laughs> I came up with that on the spot. So for all my listeners, 
unfortunately, this segment will be a bonus on our Instagram. So if you want to watch Audrey try to look back on photos of us that we took in Ireland and beyond um, and guess try to remember where we were since we know from earlier that she might have some issues. (laughs) I've, no, I picked really, I think I went too easy maybe, but I try to throw a few funny ones in there. Um, Check out the video coming out on the Instagram probably in a, in a few days or so um, to see this fun segment. Yay! So we talked all about study abroad, our experiences, Audrey's experience in the theater and art scene in Chicago so far, and so much more. If you want to follow along with her, Audrey, where can people find you? Street addresses only. I'm just kidding. Okay, my Instagram handle is a.u.dr. E dot Y. So that's Audrey. And there are dots between everything except for the DR. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So you can follow along with Audrey to see what she's up to. And thank you so much for being on Beaming. Love you. You're the best. I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode today featuring Audrey. I hope you had as much fun as we did recording this. Make sure to go follow along with her journey. I hope you all have entered our giveaway that's up on the Instagram. Go check it out if you haven't. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.